0: On this episode of the Pack It Up Pod, about beating the Bears again. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at the Packers Pod and on our website, packerspodcast.com.
1: Third down and seven. Rodgers backs up 12. Green
0: Bay! Hey there everybody and welcome back to our offense has no off switch. That five and one bear start must have been a Madden glitch. Green Bay putting together a nice fire naggy sales pitch, cause we straight savage on that Mitch on the Pack It Up Packers
1: podcast.
2: That felt good. Clean, crisp,
1: get in, get out. That felt good. I smiled the whole entire game. It was (laughs) excellent.
0: This is Ryan, joined as always by Josh and Dan. Hello, gents. Hey, hey, hey. So I wanted to talk about this because I do think that this this is truly just an amazing rivalry, uh, not only in the NFL but in sports. But boys, we're whooping the hell out of them over the last thirty years. <laughs> like what? Like I was very, very giddy going into this, but then it just felt like this big brother attitude of, yeah, I would expect nothing else. Like, how do you guys feel about this rivalry? Uh, and this is it sounds so homerish and egotistical, but we've absolutely dominated over the last thirty years.
1: You know, if if I wasn't a Packer fan, I'd say I'm a little sad uh, because i i love this game being close every year and i i I was a little sad when you just see the packers running away with it and the bears literally look scared to death um i mean we had the momentum we had the energy um on both sides of the ball uh you know i I wish it would get back to the great games that we used to have
2: oh scared scared defense i don't know about that that bears defense they were talking trash and we'll get into aaron jones uh, response early in the game i thought it was uh, a very creative way of uh talking trash back without actually getting a penalty he did it right in front of the ref and didn't get a penalty but to your point i totally agree when you see the packer and the bear helmet in the pregame you know come full screen packers versus bears and the helmets collide you're like this is football this is the nfl These are the games every year that you're going to remember, and it's a lot more fun when they're close games. You know, Win or lose, when it's a close game, this rivalry is awesome. So I'm not taking for granted that we just took care of business, got in, got out, like I said. But yeah, you want the Bears to be a little bit better. With that said, I think we were texting back and forth. I think if you give the Bears a quarterback, if somehow they find a quarterback, this is a great roster. They just don't have a quarterback.
0: Well, I think they brought it up on the telecast, too, and in multiple places that it's just amazing that the Packers have this history of offense and this Bears team has a history of defense. And there's been players that have played for both sides, even in this game itself, that it's switched in years prior. And yet nobody can figure it out like nobody. It's very rare that they put together a complete team other than I don't know. The Bears win the Super Bowl in 85. I don't know. Other than that, I have never heard of it. Never (laughs) heard of it.
2: Hey, let's just so take let's, a moment, s- since our last recording of the preview episode, the craziness that happened around the NFL. We're Packers oh, podcast, yeah. we're going to feature that. But the Cardinals lose to the Patriots. The Broncos play a practice squad wide receiver at quarterback. Jeremy, <laughs> Chin, Jeremy Chin returns two fumbles in a row for touchdowns, and his team still loses. There's COVID everywhere. As we record, Tuesday night's game might still not happen. Don't take for granted that although this game wasn't close and the rivalry wasn't as beautiful and the stats weren't perfect, like we got a W. No one that we know of has COVID. The injuries hopefully are minor. We'll talk about it. But in a crazy week around the NFL, the Packers got a W and weren't headline news. I think at this point in the season, you just have to take that.
1: 100%.
0: Let's jump right into it. There was at one point the Packers were up heading into our dreaded Prevent defense of fourth quarters past forty-one to ten, where we had six six different Packers scoring a touchdown, including Preston Smith. Hey-o. Heyo, but let's talk about this defense, which uh, I think Dan, you you mentioned it. Mitch just looked rusty. We he overthought things. The two interceptions, which really could have been three if Kevin King would have just closed his hands in the end zone, <laughs> uh, were bad, bad throws. Uh, Montgomery was still able to do a little bit of damage, although 57 of those kind of 140 that he had around one play. Allen Robinson is just he's the guy like he's the dude uh, on this team. And uh, even though we can discuss it a little bit now, I felt like Savage wasn't necessarily matched up against him as much as I would like, but we took care of business in terms of Smiths and pass deflections with seven QB hits with seven. I mean, we were going to town. How did we feel about this Packers defense?
2: You want to know the only thing I take out of this? I'm going to beat you to the punch, Josh. (laughs) <laughs> the,
1: only,
2: the only thing I take out of this game was Rashawn Gary had two less snaps than Preston Smith. They evened okay. that up a little bit. They evened that up a little bit, and Rashawn Gary had the most active 43 snaps I've ever seen without recording a single stat in the box score. You guys notice he does not have a quarterback pressure. He does not have a tackle, at least the box score I'm looking at, which is mind-blowing because I think a lot of the plays, especially turnover-producing plays, were ones where he forced Mitch up in the pocket, but that's the only thing I take away because I still think there's a lot of issues with this defense and playing a bad offense, masks them for a week. It, it doesn't change my opinion on it.
1: Yep. That was my first thing. Still have a major issue with run defense. Um, wow. I can't believe that we gave up 100 yards to Dave Montgomery and 11 carries. That, that's my worry. Um, how fast he got through our first line, uh, you know, our defensive line. Um, In general, it was just glaring yet again. Um, Luckily, we we
2: we were not playing in the backfield like we said we were going to be.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we were disrupting chaos, you know, when it was a passing down. But when it was a rushing play, either we weren't, weren't looking for it or they were treating it like a passing play, you know, just rushing the quarterback him instead of looking at what's actually happening um i don't know what the issue is but they need to figure it out because yes we we handled this game but it was the bears i mean they they looked pathetic in some areas um and especially with mitch trubisky those two interceptions that he threw to savage holy cow i mean both were predetermined where he was going before the play um all you had to do as a safety was follow his eyes um, and you were you were to get the interception. So good, good for you, Savage. I'm glad that you could do that. Um, <laughs> he closed his hands around the interception. He, he, he did. I did want to call Adrian Amos again. Yet again, another solid game. He's covering up for mistakes by other people. Um, even if he bites sometimes and gets beat, um, he is he's everywhere uh, consistently. Uh, going into the later part of the season.
2: Are are we ready to? Are we? Do we have the maturity to handle this conversation about how we addressed Allen Robinson?
1: Wait, I want to hear what you have to say first. I have a note on it, but I want to hear what you guys say.
2: <laughs> there, was, there was a play where Raven Green was on man coverage yes, against Allen right. Robinson, and I, I'm fully aware Raven Green made the play, but really, that's our game plan? And it's the same way the Bears let Buster Screen cover Adams in the slot. When everybody knew, Mm -hmm. including us, that that was going to be the focus, how Allen Robinson was not the focus of the defense, I don't care if it wasn't Jair covering him, but how you don't highlight him and make sure he's not getting open. There was a goal line play to end the first half. It's a one-yard route, and no one has him for a touchdown. It looks like, if you go back and play it, it looks like maybe it's Kirksey's responsibility Maybe your middle linebacker is supposed to make sure it's not a run and then come out and cover Maybe. their fast receiver. Maybe. Maybe that's our coverage on him. This is on Pettin. There were so many miscommunications in coverage. There was one play, Chandon Sullivan was trying to pass off a zone coverage. I think this was another Allen Robinson touchdown across the middle to Kirksey. And you can read Kirksey's lips after the play saying, what are you doing? Everybody was in man coverage. And Sullivan's just like, no, you take Mm them. It's the number one receiver. Double them if that's what it takes. Blew my mind. The defense didn't fix anything. They just got some turnovers, which we said had to happen.
1: Yep, yep. And, and and that's exactly what I had. I mean, with the game plan that they were given, I think our secondary did a great job, you know. Um, but what the heck were some of the calls, especially in the red zone? Why in the red zone you don't have Jair or Kevin King, you know, depending on sides, if you want to, you know, split split duties that way. Um, one of those guys, man on man, or at least bumping him on the line because, you know, where the ball's going. Um, there is no one else on that team that is a red zone threat other than Jimmy Graham, which you saw him have you know a couple targets. Mm-hmm. Um, but what what are you guys doing? Who are you guarding? I, I didn't really rewatch it, but where was Alexander and King? Were they even close to like anyone that was even running a route of significance? I mean, that's that's my issue yet again. Yes, our defense did a great job of getting some turnovers, um, and our offense capitalized on those moments. But yet again, the defensive strategy is just there's holes. There's holes everywhere, and any offensive coordinator that knows anything uh, will exploit mm-hmm. those coming forward.
0: Yeah, I'd love to see uh, the breakdown for King and Jair and who they're on. It felt like there was a few plays where Jair was on Ridley, which makes no sense. Uh, Mooney is a fine player, but I don't know if he would be. You know, he'd be a fourth on our team and that's saying something I, I I'm Jair, very Jair gave up a catch on Mooney at one yep. point. And that's where I, I kind of look at this game and I just, I, I, it confuses me because I should be very, very happy. And for the most part, I am, I, I do think you take, take away Montgomery's near 60 yard gallop. I'll give Montgomery 10 carries for 40 yards. That's fine with me. I expect him to get a few catches out of the backfield, especially with Mitch. I just wonder if Kevin King and Jair, one of those two, their sole mission is just to cover Robinson. Like that is their only thing. I don't think he goes for eight 75 and two touchdowns. Like I just don't think it happens. And I don't think anybody else picks up the slack. And so it's just, it's really confusing to me that I feel as though it wasn't great defensively in the fourth quarter, we just never are. Uh, but what would happen if there was a quarterback that was knowing the system wasn't having rust that was going through his his checkdowns? Uh, it's just it's it's uh it's frustrating but yeah i'm glad i'm glad that we showed up in some respects hopefully this is the kind of kenny clark game of last year for preston smith which kickstarts mm-hmm. him for that last kind of six game run i hope that uh uh, Savage is is healthy, but then also it's just a huge confidence builder for a guy that everybody was dogging a lot this year to make the catches, whether they were easy or not, good for him. So mm-hmm. I, I just yeah, we sure. we have the eighth worst defense in second halves in mm-hmm. terms of points given up, and it just shows. Be because I I just put the gas
1: on that's, a little bit more. That's another thing. I I was heated just now, but I I am. <laughs> I think this defense – the reason I'm here is because I think we can be dominant. And because Mm -hmm. of the game plans that we are putting in place, we are not lining ourselves. If we play lockdown corners like the Seattle Seahawks used to do um, with our two corners, yes, cover King with a safety uh, because he's going to get beat over top. But if we do that plus play a little bit better and stouter up front, I think we could.
2: You know what I want? I want a clip of Josh saying we could be dominant. This defense could be dominant. About twenty minutes after we get done playing the Titans. Ah. I just oh, wanna boy. I just wanna hear Josh on Repeat being like, We could be dominant. And, like, and Derrick Henry just ran for six hundred yards, A.J. Brown got four touchdowns. I, I, if I had to sum up the defense in one word, I would just use the word miscommunication.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It, it was all over the field. The, they couldn't stop the run against an offensive line that should not be a starting offensive line in the NFL. They, they couldn't stop a number one receiver when number two, three, and four didn't matter, and the quarterback could barely get on the ball. And it was miscommunication. There was the play at the goal line where they had four guys out, trips with a running back behind him. You're like, hmm, I wonder what they're going to run here. And Ben Fennell tweeted it out already. There's three defenders out there for four guys. Like, mm-hmm. what are we doing?
1: And it was late. It was late. So, you, you know, it all happened late, in the fourth quarter.
2: Late so. in the evening. I mean, it was past their bedtime
1: yeah, they're 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 already <laughs> sipping some cocktails on the side there.
2: I do. We know we're we're arguing about them letting up because we have a thirty point lead, but the way that they are giving up some of these points is inexcusable. That that we still had the starters in. It's not like this was all of our backups miscommunicating. It was Jair miscommunicating with Will Redmond and Jaden Sullivan, right? Guys that are going yeah. to be in a playoff game.
0: Yep. So let's turn to our offense, and I would like to talk about some miscommunications from Bears media because <laughs> Hicks Hicks is being disrespected by what he means of this defense. Yes, Holy he is. Cow. Jones and Williams did a perfect split of 17 carries each, going for 163 yards combined. Tanyan and the the tight ends played amazing. Lazard showed up. Rodgers did just enough to get it done. I, I mean, the thing that – We constantly talk about uh, this underrated factor of the Packers offense. This O-line. Lindsley goes down. Jenkins immediately takes over center. They don't allow a single sack, and they don't allow a single quarterback hit, which is just unbelievable. And the amount of times that Tarika was like, Rogers with time. I'm sure he was sick of saying it because it was true on every damn play. I love this offense when we're clicking. We didn't go into this hole in the second half. How do you guys feel?
1: The growth of this offensive line, that was my first note, too, because we haven't been giving this offensive line enough credit, especially Jenkins. What he has done this year in his second year in the NFL, um, he can just jump in at center and execute a game plan because centers call a majority of what's going on up front um, and switching. And who's who's going after who? What what are we doing? He's in charge of that in his second year in the NFL. Um, it, It just blows my mind, the depth and then runyon. Runyon for the second game in a row has come in on it unexpectedly and just performed astounding. You know, he's astounded me because, yes, I loved him because of his size, but how he is getting to the second level with the help of the center, whoever it has been Jenkins the past two weeks, um, is is just incredible. Uh, the, the, The amount of times they completely eliminated Smith, Roquan Smith, out of the play blew my mind in this game.
2: Those were technical terms by Josh. Elton Jenkins ran up to the line, and said, "What are we doing? Who's got who? Who's going where?" <laughs> <laughs> but no, the play that highlighted it the most for me wasn't a pancake block or a double team worked up to a linebacker. It was Rogers on the hard count. He gets a guy to jump off sides, and that that inaudible. You know, Rogers isn't you know doing a hand motion or or calling hike again. Jenkins snaps it right away like he's got the wherewithal to go from guard to center and not just know the blocking assignments which way they're shifting a pass coverage but also if a guy jumps I need to snap it right away that's a huge mental shift and he nailed it and don't forget Lucas Patrick got hurt they slide Billy Turner in Rick Wagner comes over to right tackle and again it's almost like you didn't notice it we thought when Rick Wagner was getting warmed up it was just sitting Billy Turner it was actually an injury but it made no difference. That the line had such a performance that Josh, you texted in like the middle of the second quarter, where is Roquan Smith? And I'm like, holy smokes, you're right. I have not heard his name tonight. And this is a great middle linebacker, top ten at least, maybe top five the way he's playing this year. But without Akeem Hicks, they were able to just swallow him up and you know provide all of these Jets sweet counter actions, naked bootlegs to the tight end, all this misdirection stuff that just got them running sideways and, and not able to make a play in time such a fun offense to watch i would have guessed Devonte adams had 11 catches for 120 yards and then you go look at the box score and you're like wait what he only had six for 61 were they all in the first quarter
1: yeah and and this is the type of offense that we need to execute the rest of the year this is playoff offense you you control the ball you you control the time um and it was just such a beautifully – almost every almost every drive was beautifully scripted. Um, there were a few where it got off kerflooey. And also, I think <laughs> we ran – I mean, it, it, there were a couple where it looked like Aaron Rodgers was just shooting for a bomb or looking for the big play, um, even if it was a screen. But most of the game, I'm very happy with the play calls. the The other thing that I wanted to touch on was – I think they ran outside way too much. I I know LaFleur has this thing with setting up other plays, and I'm sure there was a reason for running outside uh, the amount of times that they did, but you could clearly see sideline to sideline. We had no chance against the bears. They were were clearly getting there with their linebackers and corners um, and safeties were playing incredibly um, aggressive, but I didn't understand why we kept doing it into the later part of the the second half too, so that was my only worry. But I love the game plan. Attack the middle. The offensive line just dominated, um and then Aaron Rodgers was a game manager in this one. I mean, how 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 much fun did he have?
2: It's so much fun to listen to the hot mics before the snap. But you know what they were setting up with those outside runs. I had a, I I had written down a note that I was gonna shit on the all gas no breaks because. The third quarter starts, and I'm like, Here we go. We're just going to tail off. Rodgers has three touchdowns at halftime. We're not going to do anything anymore. And then they run that, you know, the same concept out of the same formation, but with a twist, like we've talked about all year Tanyan's third quarter touchdown. So they show that weak side bootleg tight end concept. And as he's running to the sideline, he just cuts it upfield and totally. Deeks out Eddie Jackson for that 39-yard touchdown. And you're like, oh, we've been setting that one up for weeks. That that was the whole concept, right? He shows something over and over and over again. You're like, I've seen it on film as a defender. I've seen it on film. I know what to attack here. I'm going to go make a play. And then they just do a 90-degree turn. You're like, oh, I just let up a touchdown. (laughs) He,
1: He barely had to juke him on that, too. I mean, it was beautiful. That play was designed. You're right.
0: I thought this was interesting. Uh, we know that Rogers has the Bears' number. He really has played 23 times against them. The, the 24th time was the the broken collarbone uh, on the first drive, so I'm not going to count that as a Rodgers game versus the Bears. He's 19 and four. For every one interception he throws, he throws five touchdowns and has a passer rating wow. of 104 in these Bear games, like wow. that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. And it just – he had all the time in the world, and it just – this is what makes me very, very excited for the possibility of what the Packers could do because, yes, we have defensive troubles. But if we can get this two-headed beast of a backfield going, if we have tight ends spreading the field because Mercedes – that's probably the best Mercedes has looked his entire Packer career. He He was running well. He was open. He was blocking. He was doing what he needed to do. And then we have a wide receiver crew that maybe we find that one missing piece that's an extra kind of third ish receiver. But I mean, when they're on, (laughs) yeah, when they're on, they're (laughs) on. And I just, I I, I feel as though what we did in the first three or four weeks of the year, what we did tonight, I mean, the the Bears defense by no means played their best game, but we also just kind of dissected them perfectly. And we have the best first half scoring team in the entire national football team. We averaged twenty points in the first half. That's that's unreal numbers. And again, if we can continue to see that bleed into the third quarter and into the fourth quarter, I really do think that if our defense can keep opponents to around twenty-eight or less, we have a chance of winning every single game the remainder of this regular season.
1: Yeah, the key the key to us winning. In the playoffs, too, is Tunyon. Him coming on right now is key um, because it'll open up. It'll open up and and drive people to the middle of the field where it's open right now because Devontae Adams is drawing so much attention. And then we'll get one-on-one coverage for MVS deep down the field. We'll get EQ doing all this crazy. Mm -hmm. He had a great game. He showed a little something. He only had two catches. I thought he had way more action than that, but a great game. Alan Lazard you know, just coming up when a catch is needed, you know, somebody that you can count on other than Devonte Adams that can just catch the ball. So <laughs> I, we have the pieces there. We just have to keep on pushing Tunyon because if you don't have him going, other things get covered up a lot quicker.
2: I thought it was interesting. There's, there's two fast points I want to make. One is I, I asked for a 100 yard rusher if Akeem Hicks didn't play. And while we missed that mark, I'm going to say I'm okay with not reaching my personal goal. Yeah, you there.
1: almost got two there.
2: But I, I specifically said it can't be two guys adding up to 100. One guy needs to go get 100 yards. So Aaron Jones ended at 90, Jamal at 73. But the way they, they perfectly split carries at 17 and 17, I, I'm pretty sure Lafleur's just like pacing Aaron Jones for the playoffs, and he's going to run him 30 times and consider him fresh. But the way they ran Jamal Jones up the gut, in the – was it late third, early fourth? And he got that like uh, you know 15-ish yard touchdown, give or take three, four yards. Whatever it was, just up the gut, it was the demoralizing type of running style that was like, you guys don't want to be here, to Ryan's point. It was like they don't want to you know play this smash-mouth type football, and that's Jamal Williams football, so we're going to do that and finish this game. That was a thing of beauty. So I'll scratch my goal of not getting a 100-yard rusher for what we witnessed. The other thing I'd want to understand. So, listeners out there, if you've got a theory or you understand why this doesn't happen from NFL defensive coordinators, tweet it at us, send it to us at the website. I need to understand why teams don't shadow and follow a man more. The same way Jair or Kevin King weren't on Allen Robinson, why would the Bears let Buster Screen cover Devontae Adams? It, it's just inexcusable
1: yeah it it doesn't make any sense and especially i mean the bears are talented they have a number one corner i mean just just shadow them the whole entire game i don't get why that happens at least split field i get sometimes why you split the field just because of when you know people run hurry up and stuff like that you're out of position
2: um, yeah, which speaking of their number one corner, that reminds me of the, the final point I needed to bring up. Yeah. <laughs> before before we talk about the refs miss some calls every once in a while, get over it. Uh, Kyle Fuller, chirpy as can be the entire game, even without making a lot of plays. But there was early early in the game. I want to say it was still first quarter. And right before the camera cut away, you saw him getting Aaron Jones's face on a you know, standard three, four-yard run up the middle. And Aaron Jones just turns around and instead of saying anything back to him, you know how the players will put the mouth guard in their face mask somewhere, like either right in front of their face or up top. He had his up top. And Aaron Jones just pops his mouth guard out and throws it on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the ref's right in front of him. And I'm sure the ref was like, ah, it could be a flag, but it's not enough. You know, it's, it's not unsportsmanlike <laughs> enough. I thought it was just a great little comeback without even, you know, jawing back at him. It was funny to see.
0: I will say it was very interesting that we went for fourth uh, fourth down three times. I love which, it. Which got me a little nervous, especially, I mean, when you have your foot on their throat, let's rock and roll. Uh, I, I thought it was really interest, interesting because I believe one or two of them came in the first quarter where it just seemed like, yep, let's get three points. Let's keep it, let's keep it going. But I'm just glad that each one of those plays wasn't just uh, – shotgun runs every single time i appreciate the fact that we, we <laughs> attempted to get two yards differently than past fourth downs but all in all it's a win we continue to just have a stranglehold in this rivalry we position ourselves to the point where i believe uh one more win two more wins the rest of this way and we're, we're guaranteed third or best uh we'll take it and in other news, around the North, we came into this season with three Matt head coaches, and we are down to two. And if the Packers do this again to the Bears, we might be down to one next year. So i I just super happy of this team. And at some point, we'll get another wide receiver, and at some point, we'll get a defensive coordinator. But until then... Just yeah. enjoy this ride, baby, because this is right. fun. It's fun to win.
2: Right, right before we hit record, so by the time this comes out tomorrow, you most will know already, but we signed Tavon Austin to the active roster. So the jet sweeps to Equinemius Maybe be jet sweeps to Tavon moving forward. I don't know he adds on top of that. And Kenny's still sitting out there. What
1: happens? What
0: happens? Just, just, just throwing
2: it out All there. of a sudden, we're stacked at wide receivers. <laughs> <laughs> we are we the best
0: number threes and returners.
2: Yeah. yeah we got six number threes and we still go to devonte every time
0: that is true i wonder if that i would assume that um the austin pickup was hey if irvin just can't stay healthy what who's his you know not mm. 2.0 because i don't think he's better than him but who's that he's guy fast, that does what least, he yeah. does yeah so i didn't
2: think about that and then factor in special teams continues mm-hmm. to shepherd Shepherd, Shepherd, or Malik Taylor put him back on practice squad yeah.
0: so that will do it for this episode we turn our attention next to Philly it's so uh, until next time thanks everybody
2: go pack go